how did anyone prepare? I I, I didn't prepare like a song. Oh, be... you prepared a song? Okay. No, I I said I didn't. I oh. haven't. Even though there's so many songs that I could have prepared. There should be opportunity here. I got I got one. That I could um, sing my favorite one. But if oh, anyone right. else has one, yeah, please. please. I'm, I'm don't. No, I I want you to do well, it. Well, the one I liked the most was uh, it was the one that was like the wicked witch in the middle. That was a fun oh, yeah. one. She steals our homes and vittles. What are vittles? I think that's what they said. Vittles? They said, that's what it said on my subtitle. They said finnels. Oh. Axe big makes us the... feel little. The wicked yeah, witch of the middle. Of the middle. Yeah. Whittle. Middle. <laughs> I love that reference, though, to wicked and the Wizard of Oz. And just thinking mm-hmm. that they're like part of this universe too. Like we're in the middle. We're in between those two witches. They, that was funny. They really are. It's a regional franchise. <laughs> they're the, witches. the middle comes up a lot in this in this musical. Because I think they're middle America. Is Kansas in middle America? Oh, that's why they said so. the middle. I was. I had no clue what they were talking about. I was like, Adam. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, I should have known. But doesn't Baranski say that like they're gonna make the biggest mall in the middle? You're standing in the middle of the biggest mall in the middle of I don't know. Says something like of, that. Of middle America, Can- in the middle yeah. of yeah. Kansas is kind of in the, the middle. middle, of middle but I'd say the middle of the United States, for me, just looking at a map, is the <laughs> corners between Nebraska, Colorado, and Kansas. There's like this little God. corner bit where they all meet. When people I- say middle Martin. America, they mean that corner. <laughs> those, those corners. <laughs> but I'm not sure. I could look up. Where's the middle? Where is the? I think it's a blanket middle. term. Of the yeah, you think Middle America? Think it's, it's not. You're not talking means about you're literally not just... in the, the coast. <laughs> okay, geographic center of the United States is okay. um. No, I don't yeah. think that's what people mean when they when they say Middle America. It is in Kansas. Wow. <laughs> it's in Lebanon, Kansas. <laughs> Lebanon, I can't believe Kansas. I doubted Dolly for a second. Wow. I love how the mall okay, that's called Cheetah Mall. Cheetah Mall. It's called Cheetah Mall. <laughs> I was like, what? Cheetah Mall. Oh, Cheetah Mall! Yeah, there was like the contract, uh, that giant pile of contracts. There was actual Cheetah on it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, like, because she's, tra- get it cause she's trying to cheat, cheat them all, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, but that's this is a deep <laughs> movie. This movie is so deep. Hell yeah! Should we intro what uh, this is and what we're talking about? Yeah, do it. Isn't Nara. it obvious? Funke's not here. We can't. Hi, I'm not Funke. I'm just Nara. I'm taking over. But welcome to Is It Whack, a podcast from Insomniac. Um, today we have a friend on, longtime listener number one supporter of the pod and our number one best friend over here at Insomniac. Um, EC is here to share with us a movie that they love and that I don't know if everyone here loved it, but I know I really liked watching it. 
I can't speak for others. I can't speak for Seb's letterbox <laughs> review. <laughs> Well, let's not think yeah. about that. Let's all let's all put some ones in the podcast. Yeah, let's put some ones. Put some no, ones. Let's all easy. pause the podcast and go to Seb's letterboxed page. Thanks for joining us, one, EC. One, one. And throw tomatoes at your computer Thank you for screen. Me. Sorry. EC, you've been a longtime supporter. We've always really appreciated it. You always post really nice uh, responses to the episodes, which make us very very happy. We've been wanting to have you on for many months. So we're super excited to to have you on the podcast. Uh, you are a uh, great actor, playwright, filmmaker. You had a segment in Insomniac the movie, which is really really good. Uh, uh, I mean, what a what a more lavish praise can I throw upon you? Uh, great person. Uh, uh, no, that's a you know, that pretty much covers it all. <laughs> makes, makes really good cookies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Oh, that's true. Box critic. Oh, thanks, <laughs> Yeah, but I really love this podcast. I was trying to think last night, like, why do I love this podcast so much? And I think, like, the biggest thing for me, it reminds me of, like, when I was little, and my mom would take me to Rainbow Cinema, like the, it's not called Rainbow Cinema anymore, but across from St. Lawrence Market. <laughs> They both used to work there. That's the one Adam really? and I worked yeah. there. Yeah. Adam so and I Seb used, to work, used to work there together. Are you serious? I didn't know that. <laughs> but oh, well, that was like, that was my movie theater. Cause I went to like an elementary school really close to there. And every Tuesday, my mom and I would go to like Toonie Tuesdays to watch movies. And like, I feel like this podcast gives me that feeling of like, as a little kid, like being excited to go to rainbow cinema and then I get to see a movie with my oh, mom wow. and then we get to talk about it. And I feel like because I'm so far away from my mom and like from my family, especially in COVID times, like this has been like my one piece of joy that I hold on to every week that I that I get to just like have oh, that, wow. that childlike feeling. So thank you. All the praise to all of you. Like I really, really love this podcast really deeply. And I can't believe you guys worked at Rainbow Cinema. That's like, it's such a weird cinema too. It's so like unique and like you walk in and there's art and then you, yeah. And it's in the basement. Yeah, it's a really cool place. Well, thank yes. you so much. That's very, That's very so nice. kind words. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm in shock. I I mean, I have well, nothing to say. No. Rainbow Cinema Market Square is in the DNA of this podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> One day we will get the sponsor. We will get the Rainbow Cinema Market Square sponsor. I don't think they exist oh, no, anymore. The ima- image, Imagine yeah, Cinema. What think, is it now? I don't imagine. Think want the Imagine. Sponsor. We definitely could have got okay. the sponsor when they were Rainbow. And now, as Imagine, there's no way we could ever get it. This podcast didn't exist when it was Rainbow. I know. I, know. <laughs> I meant <laughs> like yeah. if if what? No, this podcast didn't exist when it was Rainbow. Oh, you're right. Yes. But thank you, EC. That I, I, I do miss... feel like for me as well. I mean, doing this podcast and even listening back to it, it does feel like one of the few moments in the week where it's like, you know, hanging out with friends. It brings me joy. Uh, so you know, I'm glad we could capture that and pass it on in a in a small way. It makes me very happy to hear that. Yeah. It's also very cool to see you watching the movies along with us, like on Letterbox, like when I you know, watch a movie and I see you've already watched it and left your review. That's nice to see. 
Yeah. At first, when I started listening to the podcast, I, I wouldn't watch the movie before. And then I think one day, I think it was you said that said, like, you know, you, sh- you guys should watch the movie before listening to the podcast. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, oh, like, this experience is even, like, ten times better now. Because now I know what they're talking about. <laughs> even though I just like listening to friends talking about something that they love. Like, that alone is great. But on top of, like, oh, I know what they're referencing. Um, Yeah. But I think like even like the act of like I'll go to YouTube and I'll pay my like four ninety nine to watch Grown Ups Two and then, like oh, I just no. like no I, I no it's okay, like, it's okay. I feel bad that you did <laughs> sorry it was for that for that movie <laughs> specifically it's good because um, I get to listen don't, to I mean, I'm, we don't even pay to watch the movies for our own <laughs> everybody we're gonna start um. And I also, I don't even listen to the episodes where I haven't seen the movie, so wow. Hey, that's you're, just Hannah, you're... that's just Hannah. Yeah, I, li- I listen to every To be episode. clear. <laughs> I mean, I listen, I've heard every episode, mm-hmm. yeah, I've never heard mm-hmm. If you paid to watch Grown Ups 2, you may be entitled to compensation from, is it whack? No, no, no. I'm yeah. happy that I, no, 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 no. It's good, it's good. <laughs> that's alright, it could be... I was gonna say it could be a worse movie, but I liked yeah. it. I think we've covered worse yeah, movies. Yeah, it's number too. one fan. So let's let's not get back into it. Because <laughs> we have a we have another movie wait, to guys, talk about. Today. I'm just yes. Wait, 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 wait! I just need to refresh myself. Oh, no. oh she disappeared. <laughs> oh, she's back. Oh, refresh the page. I guess is what Hannah was talking about. I... <laughs> But from our perspective, Hannah, it looked like a, a a scare from one of those horror movies that's on Skype. Hannah was oh, going, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 and then she disappeared. Sorry, I just, my connection's not great. Refreshing the page didn't do that much, but I'm sure it's fine. Never mind, sorry to interrupt. Now are we going to talk about the the movie? The... Yeah, sorry. Uh, EC, would you like to introduce the... No, Seth's corner. Seth's on me corner. <laughs> but uh, but do you want to tell us about why you picked it and, uh, you know, your, your uh, Chris okay. and your sure, experience sure. with it? Yeah, so I actually got evicted in November. Uh-huh. And so I had to move in with, I moved, ended up moving into this house, which is called the NTS house, where like a bunch Whoa. of students from my school live in. And everyone here loves musicals. And like, I like musicals. I'm not, like, a big musical buff or anything. But one day, one of my roommates was like, let's watch Christmas on the Square. I was like, huh, okay, whatever. And so then we're watching it, and everyone's hating it. But I'm, like, having the time of my life. <laughs> everyone, because everyone's, everyone's theater people here. So they're like, oh, the dancing's off. That's too much. You know, the singing, what is that? And I'm just like, no, this is, this is, this is joy. This is wonderful. <laughs> like, I love this movie so much. Like, how could you guys not love this movie? Um, and so after watching it, it, I was like, oh my God, I think Is It, is it Wax should do like a, a review of this, this film. And so I sent a DM to you guys. And then you guys responded, do you want to be on the episode? And I was like, hmm, do I want to? Like, uh, okay, sure, yeah. And, like, that's why I picked this this film. But I didn't necessarily think, like, because specifically for the Chris, uh, the, the best Chris thing, it was just more of just the movie alone. But Christine Baranski, like, she does an incredible job in this film. Yeah. 
She's yeah, I think you kid. sent the message, and then I was just like, well, you know, there is a Chris in it, so let's just do it for Chris at Whack. <laughs> There's two Chris's. There's also Christmas spirit. Yeah. yeah. And a yeah, character yeah, named yeah. Christmas That's in the square. That is very true. <laughs> Can I... It did make me regret not picking Mamma Mia, because for Christine Baranski, I was like, oh, damn, wish I thought of that. I really liked her performance. I, I while we while we were um I actually watched it three times now. While I was eating my <laughs> McDonald's today, I watched it again. <laughs> and yes. Like it's like a like a slow burn. Like I feel like she carries like throughout the entire film. Like it's just it's just I don't know, like her progression throughout. I really I was with her the entire time and I and I think for like cuz I don't like the script uh, I don't know who the writer is, but I, uh, as someone who like as an actor, I I I I would have I feel like I have to do a lot of work in order to like ground myself <laughs> into the material, and I feel like she really accomplished that. So yeah, I think also like for a movie that like I think the story does move like pretty fast, like a lot is jammed into like a hour and a half runtime. I think you do see like her character like arc pretty clearly. Um, and not in like an unbelievable way like it's very believable yeah she also is like she's a pro at like kind of theatric acting on screen you know what I mean like she I've even when she's on screen like you can tell like this is someone with experience in theater I actually don't know her background but I assume she must have some experience in theater um and like kind of makes her perfect for this movie because this movie is like sometimes struggles with trying to blend being a stage production and being a film together like through the adaptation but I think she's a perfect kind of person to anchor those two and like um kind of bring them together because like she just has that I don't know I just feel like she's she would be a great like theater teacher i don't know oh yeah i I, yeah i love her in this movie uh i think she easily has the best arc and i think you know she's kind of it's the movie's kind of like uh you know it's a wonderful life but if it was about the guy who ran the town what was that guy's name and it's a wonderful life Mr. Potter? Yeah, it's like if it was Mr. Potter, it's a wonderful <laughs> Not life. Not seen that movie. But then, you know, if Mr. Potter, be, you know, grew a heart and became good. But then there is a line at the beginning in, like, the first song where they're like, your life mm-hmm. is not wonderful and you are no Mr. Mm-hmm. Bailey. <laughs> I don't remember how the actual melody no, that was or perfect. the that's song goes, but, you know. Yeah, I think that's how it went. Thank you. I think, Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's interesting. Great, great, great. Yeah, she is. Sorry. Oh, no, but (laughs) I was thinking like, yeah, it's interesting. Her character, like, I feel like a lot of Christmas movies, because I I don't know, I've been watching a bunch and like her character, like living at the top and like looking down, like there's so many Christmas movies that have that in it. And I think that comes from like, I don't know, from, from from the Grinch. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like she has like that similar sensibility of of, of the Grinch or um, what's that? A Christmas Carol. Christmas Scrooge. Carol. Scrooge as well. Yeah. I thought there was a nice yeah. allusion to the Grinch when she was being her face was painted green, 
And I think oh, yeah. she's also in The Grinch, oh, yeah, sure. I believe. I believe she's she in is. the Ron Howard Grinch. She what? is. Oh, yeah, she's so she's... good in that. Oh, my God. She's very good in that movie. <laughs> Isn't she supposed to be, like, the hot lady Grinch? Yeah, it was, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or not the hot lady, the hot who lady? I don't know. Yeah, she's really horny for the Grinch, from what I remember. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I kind of like that this movie is made up of a bunch of, like, allusions to other Christmas things. Like, it really, like, this movie really is just for people that like Christmas. Oh, yeah. Um, which is, like, not bad. It's not my thing, personally, but I thought that it made it kind of enjoyable. You know? Your, your, your heart will grow three sizes one day, Nara. <laughs> one day. Okay. Okay. Do we, um, does Seb want to sum- give a summary corner? Sure. Hmm. Um, usually there's a song, and I would think that now there would be a Christmas song, seeing as it's mid-January. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear them Seb Summery Corner. <laughs> Great. I hear the... Oh, okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, I guess sorry. I could just stop okay, there. Continue. I no, no, no. no. That's, that's pretty much... Like, I could just stop there. That's fine. I didn't really have any more lyrics, so that's... Probably a good end. Maybe next year you'll have like the full like like that's the radio edit. You'll have like oh, the extended edit. Oh, I got edit. it. I hear them Seb bells ringaling, jing jing jingling too. Well, you got it's it. All you did was take Seb the song and put corner Seb's name for into me it. and you. <laughs> giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. Let's go, Seb summary show. show. Uh. Uh, friends are calling it. Da, 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 do I hear them slay them? <laughs> okay, yeah, Seb, now you can go on, please. Uh, something I didn't think about until you said this, is he is that I was like, it's interesting this movie, like the main character is the villain. Um, But I guess that's in Christmas movie tradition, like the Grinch and uh, Christmas Carol. The villain is Regina, who's also the main character, played by Christine Bransky. And she is a land developer who has bought all the property in her hometown and is going to evict everyone and sell it to a mall. Um, and uh, she is being watched over by someone we learn as a guardian angel, played by Dolly Parton. And uh, there's twists and turns as, uh, you know, <laughs> the Christmas spirit starts to slowly overtake her, you know? Yeah. Oh, there are some good. twists. Also... Yeah, yeah, Nara, please. I, I think it's important to mention that she's going to evict them on Christmas Eve. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's true. It's a good um, and also, and she's Dolly... going to evict every single person in the town all at the same time. <laughs> Including her best uh... friend. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty Oh, cold. my. That she... whole relationship, I'm so... <laughs> um, and the, and the um, pastor of the local church is on a mission to stop her. Right. Pastor Christian. Right? That's his name? Yeah, Christian. Pastor Christian. <laughs> no, and, but they call him Pastor Christian. And I was watching the movie alone with my cat asleep next to me, and I just wanted to be like, I needed to, like, No. <laughs> For the listeners. Wanted to what? Though you probably. What? We missed, we missed that after you, you mentioned your cat, you froze. Oh, just that he was asleep 
and I couldn't like tell anyone that um <laughs> that it was the pastor's name was Christian and that that was really like wild information to me. He, he wouldn't have cared if he was a wig, but really, it was. Oh, he's an asshole. I think um, he would have meowed. What? I think he would have meowed if you said that. He isn't. Care. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Okay. Can I, can I say something about the opening? Yes. It was amazing. I loved it. One of my favorite things in musicals, especially when they're musicals about like uh, a, a whole community. Like I'm thinking of something like, you know, In the Heights or Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, where it's just like the, the first song is like a freaking like 10 minute thing where uh, it's just introducing like every single key player. And it's just so fun. It's like, here, let's just show you how much you want to love the town so that when the town is getting evicted in in this movie, uh, it's heartbreaking. You know, it's like it's sad. It's like, I love this. town. I don't want them to. I like them. It's a great way to start any musical. musical if they had had. Um, I'm just making a joke about a rent. Sorry. Yeah, no, I enjoyed the first number. I what I also liked about this musical is that it was a musical. It like I liked that the dialogue, like the spoken dialogue, was only used to frame the songs. I think that is the key to a good musical. It has to be like seventy five percent music. Loved the dialogue in the opening scene too. It was like, oh, sub is frozen, or we're frozen. No, I can I can hear everyone, but uh, everyone's um, frozen visually. So I'm just gonna turn off my camera and see if it helps. Sorry. Okay. Oh no, are you good? Yeah, yeah. Please continue. Oh no, I just loved all the people at the beginning. I can't remember the things they were saying, but they just made me like laugh. All these different like middle aged ladies in their sweaters. And like, just like I want mistletoe, do do, and I just, I don't know. I just appreciate it. It had such a community theater vibe in a way I loved so much because it was like, not like oh we'll have the bit characters and then we'll have like professional dancers doing the background dancing. It was like every weird bit character you do is in the group dance number, and it just felt like when you have a play and people have to play multiple roles. I don't know. It just had this like energy to me that like, I was like very like excited watching it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the whole thing was choreographed by Debbie Allen, who's also the director. Oh. Cool. Debbie Allen was in fame. So like, like she has oh. like that background of, of theater and understanding like that community in terms of, in that practice. So I think that was really interesting having her be a part of this project. But yeah, the when you said like that mentioning like the mistletoe, that was the first moment that came to my mind. But what I love about the opening is Dolly Parton <laughs> as this homeless person like, who looks like so rich. Like what kind of <laughs> I know. <laughs> I also I understand why they had like the glow around her because she's like an angel or whatever, but was she like green screened in? Like it just looked like the entire time she was in like filmed on a separate like location from everyone else. I think she was there. I don't know how they would have done that. I don't <laughs> I think it was just because they added the like glowy like effect to her to make like signify that she was like an angel, but it just looked like she was filmed in a separate space. I don't know. I the time love- she was floating, it kind of felt it kind of felt like that. But I, I, can well, I throw out a hot 
a little bit of a hot take. All right. Mm, maybe you will all agree. Uh, maybe you'll disagree. I think I think that uh, Dolly Parton was the least impressive singer in the whole thing. Hmm? Yeah. I, I think everyone else was really good. I guess. And I think she was just all right. I, I see will, where you're coming from. I will say she's, Thank you. you know, older now. Like, I'm sure her voice is not at its prime. You know, like, Bob Dylan and Joni Mitchell, I don't think they can really sing much. Like, you know, the old, when you're old. So, in because I'm going to defend Dolly. Um, also, though, like, all of the, the songs, like, a, a lot of them, maybe, like, not so much the big musical numbers, but there are certain songs where you, like, you can hear, like, it's being written for Dolly's voice, where you'll have people do these kind of, like, country yeah. twangy, like, things, <laughs> where it'll be, like, a man singing, like, a ballad emotionally, but it'll be, like, like I don't know, you know what I mean? I, that wasn't a good impression at all, but, like... It's oh, so obviously that. Dolly. Yeah. She actually it. wrote all the songs. Yeah, that's what... But if you can really... They have such a Dolly feel. <laughs> Love her. So. Well, I think the other thing about why Dolly's like singing movie wasn't as impressive is the rest of them are like... Mu- trained for like musicals and like that sort of range of singing, whereas Dolly is like a country singer, which is like a different... It's still like she's still an impressive singer and impressive vocalist. It's just a different set of skills than singing for a musical i kind of i don't know anything about singing or music i kind of thought treat williams was bad and again i think he's like i think he was like in a lot of like cop movies and stuff i don't think he's like a musical guy i thought it was kind of weird that he was in it who was that carl is that carl yeah her her, uh christine bransky's old boyfriend oh Um, okay the song he sings about memories that was one of the ones i was like i didn't really trying to dolly parton like I may have tuned out during that moment. <laughs> no, no, Hannah, you're thinking of the song from Cats. Um, Memory. Alone in the moon. That was Jason Derulo. That wasn't Tree William. <laughs> Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo doesn't sing Memory, Seb. It's like you haven't even seen Cats. What you say? <laughs> they should have got him to sing Cats. I mean, <laughs> well, he's in Cat. They did get him to sing a song in Cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, it's kind of wild that we haven't done Cats on this podcast. We got to do Cats one day. It. I like Cats. I don't know. I, I thought everybody's singing was good. I thought in Cats. No, not in Cats. I think in this movie. <laughs> I thought everybody. I was just like, who are you? Why are you in this? Like, what is your like? Because I really look like they're picked out of a human catalog. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you guys all look like. It really was like a town, like, also because it's Christmas, but it's like I Spy, you know, the I Spy books. I'm like, you are like the storybook town. And it was like cast so perfectly in that way where it's like. I don't know. It's just weird. It was just a weird, like, perfect mixture of Christmas musical. Like, it is the pinnacle of Christmas musical. If that makes sense. I like that they were so ready to, like, murder Christine Baranski. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> With the doll? That doll? I was like, yeah. what are you guys doing? <laughs> Shake her up a little. 
Everyone has a different fantasy about killing her. <laughs> yeah, like they're ready. They're like they've been thinking about this. If she for hadn't a while. sang the song about forgiveness, she would have been in trouble. <laughs> no, if she hadn't given up the pastor for adoption, damn it. Oh, yeah, yeah, if that pastor was not Sorry related to, to her, we'd be in some deep trouble. And he hated her the most, which was interesting. <laughs> that was such a quick turnaround. Like, of, like of course, it's gonna be a quick turnaround. It's a holiday musical. Um, but, it's, but and she's his mom. Like that, just you know, you yeah, make him happy. His mom, I know, but like most was people, he, when they he... find out that someone's like given them up for adoption, even if it wasn't the person's fault, they would harbor some like bitterness or resent. And instead, he's like. That's why you've been such an evil person to all of us. Like, I don't know. But this know. is a height. It's a heightened movie where everything is like perfect and idyllic and beautiful, and one nice thing right. can just you know. I don't know about that. That's the thing that I actually think is kind of interesting. It's kind of a sad movie in a lot of ways. Like, what other Christmas mm. movies, aside from It's a Wonderful Life, um, you know, features mass evictions and people losing their children and a kid in a car accident, a life-threatening car accident. That's, that's like, true. Like, there's a lot of tragedy in it. Probably one of the weirdest written that's children's true. roles ever. <laughs> I love that And there she has a line where she's like, you don't talk to kids much. I'm like, I don't think the people who wrote this have Oh, I love that kid. That's my favorite part. I love, yeah, the bar scene's my favorite scene in the movie. That's yeah. such a, that's such a sweet part. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like all these movies, all these parts. I'm like, that's a really good part, but it's also just so weird because like, there's no other way of like looking at it. I think I love that scene so much because like, um, like just thinking of a child bartender, like just that idea <laughs> is so <laughs> bizarre to me. It's like, oh, my dad's not here. I can do it. Like, you know, give me tips. It's all right. It's like what? But then they connect because they both have lost their mothers as young, like as children. And, just, oh. and then they're both singing about like life is not a fairy tale. I'm like, how a child believing that like life is not a fairy tale. But in the end, she does believe in happy endings, which uh, I don't know. That really touched me a lot in that scene. Mm. I think it's also like, I don't, I think it's, um. I think it's good to have that other step in there for, um, her growth um so it's not just like boom she finds out her son is still around in this town and then <laughs> that solves everything i think that step is crucial in grounding the story more question mark or at least just like giving that character more time to develop i think maybe putting the the daughter in a car crash may have been a little bit too much especially since her mother died in a car crash yeah. i was like that's a lot like whoa but yeah that was that that, that was like okay. uh, the cruelest thing the movie could have done to that character but uh, you know i guess you're right actually it is a lot darker than it seems at face value but you she know also maybe that's she part has of the a... point right it's like uh, behind every seemingly idyllic little town in middle or america whatever yeah. yeah there's a dark but sadness, then but then a deep see, sadness that... That doesn't really work either, Adam, because everything works out perfectly in the end, and her brain tumor was Dolly Parton the whole time. So I don't know. Well, if you can... That's because there's angels. 
Well, the the thing that I took from it that actually did manage to warm my cold, cold heart is that song when they <laughs> they sing about having hope in like even the worst circumstances. You know, like I mean, that's not the idea of the song. The song is about trying, <laughs> but like that's kind of the sentiment of it. Like they're they're in like the worst position possible, and then you know they're still able to be optimistic about it. Thought that was kind of uh, moving. Yeah. Yeah, Trying's my favorite song in the whole musical, but it's also like one of her songs that was part of like it's not she was she didn't write it for this musical. It was part of one of her other albums. But oh. yeah, it does. Oh really? Mm-hmm. This movie was actually made uh, like two years ago, but like they like they were supposed to come out last with a uh, Christmas, but they decided to wait a year so that they can translate it into more languages. Oh. Oh. Oh really? Yeah. So I wonder, like, I don't know if I would have liked it as much a year ago. I think. I it... think. You yeah. finish. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Just because, like, I just feel like because of, like, the state of the world, like, I just really needed something joyful. And, um, yeah, I'm, like, really happy that this came out this year for that reason. But what were you going to say, Nara? I was going to say it's also, like, interesting looking, like, right now, looking at, like, the idea of eviction um and of sort of like um community fighting against eviction because it's not like it's not like her act is like oh she's getting rid of this like one like staple like community resource like she's not just getting rid of one thing that's been there forever and is like being kept up by like some like i don't know like old man who's like dying and has no family but like the community's trying to keep this alive for like his sake or whatever it's like it's an entire community that's being displaced um an entire community that's like not being given any option and just being forced to and sort of like looking and then also like looking at like the capitalist sort of like drive of all that is sort of i think like timely Mm -hmm. though i think if this happened in the real world the landlord would sing a song about forgiveness and then evict everyone anyway (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, definitely (laughs) i will say it's strange that like i wear we kind of talked about this earlier but like christmas movies are like strangely socialist despite christmas being kind of not all of them but yeah it depends on the movie christmas being like a time of like overconsumption like i saw it's a wonderful life for the first time this year. And I was like, wow, George Bailey is a socialist. Like, 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 wow. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) and I, it surprised me that that is so popular amongst, I'm sure a lot of families that are like, socialism, (laughs) you know, um, (laughs) I don't know what that was, but, but, uh, (laughs) anyways, interesting that like christmas movies tend to have the message that capitalism is evil um well or at least like it's a or sorry so you go on uh, i just thought like i wish this one went a little farther and i think this is a ridiculous way to critique dolly parton's christmas on the square but i think it's most of the way there in terms of it's about a community organizing and i just wish the solution wasn't like 
oh, it was better when the town was owned by like a nice millionaire instead of like a mean millionaire, <laughs> rather than one person shouldn't own the town. Um, but uh, it but is he was cool a millionaire who cared about the community. He was I a millionaire like, that wanted to keep the community together. Also, weirdly, you know, he was, was like, like honest Ed. I found the father's characterization so. And weird. then his daughter was like, uh, was like, uh, oh yeah, David Murphy, David Murphy, yeah. It's the literally Come just on. a story of that's Toronto. That's pretty true. That's it's pretty a story good. Story of yeah, Toronto, um, reframed as the center of America. Yeah, but then also if Ed Mervish like forced David Mervish to give his baby up for adoption <laughs> because he was worried about what Toronto would think, <laughs> which is like a really weirdly brushed over thing that like oh, but it was because he cared about people judging you. <laughs> yeah wow his heart was like the right place it's so strange and it was that also was was christian also carl's child no but then carl calls him his grandpa yeah (laughs) yeah because she cheats on him her well because she thought the backstory i thought was (laughs) the the, the christmas dance night i'm like how did they not see each other she just like disappeared into the people with this like tight shirt sexy guy <laughs> and then he got her pregnant and then he leaves her he goes to another town and finds another girl and so she just left with this baby and her father's not happy about it so yeah that was yeah it, his dad was a scummy uh, disco hipster <laughs> in the 70s <laughs> scummy christmas disco hipster <laughs> Yes, that sucks. <laughs> Issy, were you going to say something about uh, the landlord before? I thought we might have cut you off. Uh, no, 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 no. Or about the Christmas capital. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything else about it. Can, no. can we can we talk a little <laughs> bit more about like how there's also like the weird, like children are also like weird symbols in this movie because it's like, Christian and his wife are trying to have a baby and then Violet, the little girl at the bar, is like a major turning point and then like he is like hidden child of <laughs> There's a bunch of things that are just like in this movie that are very big important things, but then I don't really understand what they are. Like what they're supposed to symbolize beyond just being like children are the future. Well, I feel like children are more just it's their relationship to family and the family structure in general and like her loneliness and the loneliness within all these different families because this one family's you know ha- grieving the fact that they can't have a child the other family there's a girl who lost her mom and then her and christian they also have their own you know, like because it's all kind of about shutting people away and being lonely and you have to let people in and love so Okay, I will look. Uh, yeah, I I see that. I get that. I don't know, but if you have a different interpretation, I think maybe I was just reading into it too much. I was like, this has to mean something more, and it, it really doesn't. It really does just have to mean family is important. Yeah, I I, thought- I yeah. 
I thought it was kind of nice that like such a explicitly Christian movie was so pro adoption and that their uh, fertility thing isn't resolved at the end because I thought they might even do like a Virgin Mary thing or something. I don't know. Well, the fertility was solved. Dolly Parton impregnated her with magic. Sings a song where she grants them a baby. What? <laughs> yeah. I, I missed this. <laughs> Dolly Parton like sings a song, and then there's like sparkles around her stomach, and then she smiles. Oh, ne- she knows. never mind. I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> and she like it's like kind of unclear, but it kind of like sign. It kind of looked like as I was watching it, it was like, oh, you felt that you just had it, like that a child is starting in your body. Or maybe she just I, made the IVF work. I don't know. Because she was like, didn't she just do the IVF treatment and she was waiting to see if it would work? Yeah. Dolly, Dolly can control science. I mean, Dolly I like the idea of brain tumors. Like, What did you say, Izzy? I, I like the idea of Dolly part impregnating her. I think <laughs> I, just, I really just like that, that idea of, of, of that happening. But yeah, it could be yeah. IVF. Um, but it's interesting because she also owns like a, a children's, like a baby's clothes oh. store, which that detail I thought was kind of like really sad. She, mm. yeah, I didn't understand at first what she owned. I thought she just owned like a boutique shop, but then it was like, oh, it's a children's clothing store, which made it a bit more intense. I said. Also, was the the woman who owned the hair salon the mayor? She At was the mayor. She used oh, to be the point. mayor. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was weird too to like bring that up. <laughs> it had Jennifer nothing to do with anything. And then at the end, she's just like packing up her like picture of her being the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> also, that like that that was such a weird scene where she's like doing her hair and singing oh, I to her. Love she's like, that. "This is really bad that you're kicking us all out of our houses and businesses." But like, but I'm your friend, and this is what friends do. They like. I was like, "What?" Yeah, I, like, weird, weird weird I loved how she just <laughs> left her hair half done. They were like having this argument, and she's like, "Like when Should've she left it off." It was just, like, clear that her intention was to never do her hair. It was just to, like, try and convince her otherwise. Yeah. And when she couldn't do it, it was like, do your own hair. <laughs> and her hair looked really and good she the next did. <laughs> yeah, it also looked yeah, the exact same well. it did, did the day before. Well. <laughs> but I, I don't think they were that close of friends. Because when we look at the flashbacks of, like, Regina's life, you don't see... Uh, <laughs> Marjolaine is nowhere to be seen. Like, so I don't think yeah, they were ever that her. close. And she's also really not in the movie much beyond that point either. Like, yeah, evolved, like she's really just there for this one scene, and then like sort of, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's a funny time for. I love Everything. the I love those flashbacks of uh, of her life at the end when they're doing the again it like it's a wonderful life kind of thing it's like let's take you back to I guess they don't wait that's no is that it's a wonderful take her life? back it's a wonderful of... life is yeah okay yeah taking back to the moments and whatever and no that's yeah, you... oh no that's a oh, that's oh and and Christmas Carol, Carol. Yeah. yeah Christmas Carol doesn't yeah but how she sees like the guy she loves give a ring to someone else but then it turns out he was just showing her the ring he really did intend to give it to to her wait Uh, wait, was was it implied that they were gonna get married at the christmas dance 
I think he was showing the friend to be like, hey, isn't this a nice ring? Yeah, I'm going to okay. propose. And I by the Christmas promise ring or something. Or, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, by the time they semantics. cleared it up, she was already seven months pregnant. And there was nothing they could do. <laughs> and she never talked to him in those seven months to like to literally he goes right? to the house to clear it up and she has like this giant baby <laughs> and then he moves on or he like th- does he move on he does something they never talk again i guess she yeah. she leaves after the baby's born oh right and he conveniently harbors feelings for her for like five million years and... <laughs> yeah for like 45 years like, I know you're trying to evict my entire community again, but, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Carl. I was making. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. I like Carl's character is interesting that he does. It looks like he he is alone. Like, he spent all those years alone because I, like, Regina was the one. But she got away and, like, went to New York. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Her, like, she, like, her character is introduced in this movie as being, like, I want to get out of this town. I need to get out of this town. I'm like, but you haven't been in this town. Exactly. Yeah, I thought she was trying to destroy it because her memories were so painful. It's like, leaving wasn't enough, so I'm going to come back and destroy it. But maybe subconsciously, I'm trying to come back and fix my life. I like I think that's what it was. It was just the way it was phrased was like, she said, I need to leave this or I need to get out of this town, Um, which she just got there. Yeah, um, but I just thought that was kind of funny. I'm also like, what did... what's? Oh, sorry. They also <laughs> also like taught. Did they ever say like what her like what she did to become so accomplished? Like, or did they just like allude to that she made it big and that she was on a magazine or like in the town paper? Well, she moved to New York, so inherited her dad's money. <laughs> <laughs> she became Gossip Girl, and um. <laughs> What did you guys think about the assistant angel character? When that, that plot line came up, I was like, wow. What a twist. Felicity. Yeah. Felicity. I was pretty shocked. I was like, she doesn't really story. do much to earn her wings, though. <laughs> yeah, what does she do? <laughs> Dolly Parton saves the day. Yeah. Dolly, yeah. like, you're being so lazy. <laughs> yeah, why was Wake like, her up. Dolly. Why are they both there? What, Hannah? I- yeah. Oh, just why? Why is she there and Dolly Parton is there? It's because she was doing a bad job, so Dolly had to come save the day. She's being trained. She's like, this is like her first ever assignment. Yeah, so she got she really pretty intense her assignments. Well, Dolly, yeah. Dolly was actually there because it was her father's like last wish before his death. To the, his right. angel is Dolly Parton, so he asked Dolly Parton to make sure that my daughter's happy. And so that was her goal. And then Felicity was earning her wings. And so I guess Dolly was like, okay, I'll help you. But I also need to, we need to accomplish this because I promised her father that this would be done. Right. Yeah. Dolly really took her time okay. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Dolly did. Dolly was like, oh yeah, totally. Your daughter's going to be happy, but you just got to wait. Like, Well, because Felicity had to get the job as her assistant, work there long enough to kind of, you know, get the like it's a process no but didn't dolly make the promise to the dad in like 1972 or whatever like no the dad didn't die in the 70s he died like less than a year before oh six months ago because i remember there the town they were like oh like like this is our first christmas without him here i was having trouble following the plot of this apparently (laughs) 
And Dolly, and Dolly I watched said, it three you know, times. <laughs> yeah, true. But Dolly said you can't rush these things, though, right? Dolly was like, you know, you gotta let, you gotta let what Christine's, what's Christine Baranski's character's name? Regina. You gotta let Regina get there on her own. You know, you can't, you can't rush it. So no, Dolly's just can... like, let's take it, let's take it slow. You know. Yeah, but then she also gives her a fake brain tumor. She's like, let these things happen naturally, but I'm going to put a little girl in a car accident and give you a brain tumor and... Yeah, did Dolly Parton get that little girl in a car accident to, like, teach... <laughs> oh my evil. god, oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I did she kill so her mom? <laughs> yeah, because the, I remember because the Christ, uh, Pastor Christian and his wife witnessed the accident and the guy just kept going. And I feel like if you were in a car accident... It was Dolly. Yeah, I feel like, like, <laughs> she couldn't oh drive into sparkly stilettos. <laughs> yeah, but they oh, did Dolly's say that they saw a guy. Angel. They said it was a guy who was driving. So, right. but I feel uh, like she, she made the, that happen somehow because there's a comment. I forgot what the line was, but she, like, when she's like at the, when the ambulance come, she says something that made me think like, oh, you did this. <laughs> <laughs> you totally did this. <laughs> Maybe Dolly's Do- the, Dolly actually the like villain of the story. Did she kill that girl's mom? No, Christine Baranski basically killed that girl's <laughs> oh, mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah something cause... that's brushed over too easily. Yeah. As I wish like we learned heard more from Violet's father. I think because he seems to have so much yeah. rage against Regina. Yet, yeah. Like she did one. Understandably. Also, he has the best singing voice in the cast, in my opinion. So, I don't know. Yeah, he sings nice. Yeah, his song, his song was good. Who's the guy that plays Christian? Who's that? Um, his name is Josh Segura. Anyway, him. I didn't mind his singing voice, but I did not like his talking voice. <laughs> <laughs> his his talking voice always sounded like he couldn't. Like, he had something in his mouth. Like, he was, like, holding something in his mouth. Maybe unplaceable accent. Or it might just be a speech impediment. And we are bad people. But he does have something. He talks in a very distinct... I'm bad people. Very distinct way. Yeah, he talks in a very specific way. And it reminded me of something. Like, or somebody. But I can't remember who. Um, And it just kind of... Like, it wasn't the worst. It was just slightly distracting to me every time he was saying lines. (laughs) I was like, why... Um, and I couldn't really focus on, like, what he was actually saying. I was just kind of distracted about, like, the way his voice sounded. But you know what? His singing voice was fine. He must have been happy this his... was a musical and not a talkical. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciated that that, that oh, him and his wife... That was worth saying. Um, that he had the higher register and she had, like, more of, like, a deeper singing voice. I just appreciated that, like, contrast... Anyways, I was like, I feel like that's not common, or but I probably don't watch enough musicals. But he had like more of a vo- like a head voice, and she was. Anyways, that's cool. I like I the like- idea of a talkical because the emotions would build up, and then the characters would talk about it. Mm. <laughs> Wait, wouldn't that be like Hamilton, like a rap musical? No, but this is a this is a film where you know they're talking much slower then- than that. Yeah, and then they start talking 
when you know Isn't that, <laughs> I've never intense. seen Hamilton but don't they talk is it... yes they rap yeah, they, but they are also yeah. singing in Hamilton oh yes they, they're Alexander Hamilton <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it is just like that I've never actually there were some, I mean I think we did we mention this already but there were some nice scenes where it was like they were talking to each other uh in rhyme in rhythm it was very uh oh, uh, yeah. uh yeah just kind of a rhythmic speech pattern uh, that was pretty cool I like when I like when musicals do that and not necessarily a really sharp division between song and uh and uh scene it's still kind of theatrical and still kind of musical even just in the way that they uh that the, the, the dialogue is structured i i like that i like that stuff i see we're gonna say something about the lead oh I oh yeah i was gonna say something about uh um pastor christian i don't know much <laughs> about uh, <laughs> uh religion but is he like a catholic priest or what or like how does he have a wife like I, that was one thing i was a little <laughs> good Pastor means he's uh, he's not Catholic. So, like, pastors can be married. Um, priests can't. Like, the Catholic religion, if you're a priest or a nun, can't. But if you're, like, other kinds of Christian, I'm pretty sure you can do. Because my, my friend's dad is a pastor. He's a... And he's definitely married. And your friend exists. Yeah. She's, I swear she's real. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that was the one thing I was like, oh, okay, what? Yeah, that like, thank you. Um, that guy, no offense to him, is the most Hallmark Channel guy I've ever seen. In my life. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I wait. I kind of want to look up his IMDb and just see. I looked it up because right I was like, is his um, voice like? Do I just recognize his voice from him in something else? But then I did not recognize anything that he's been in. Well, I just want to see what other kind of like roles. I think Pastor he's been in a couple. Christian like, Hathaway. I think he's been in a couple like action movies or something. I'm not sure. He was he on plays, in some musicals. He was in some musicals. I remember that. He plays the Staten Island guy that Amy Schumer sleeps with in Trainwreck. Um, oh. Uh, oh. And he was. He was on Orange is the New Black. Um, and, well, okay, I thought I was going to see a bunch of, like, Christmas Hallmark movies. Uh, he has range. Ig- ignore me. Maybe he's found his new niche. Okay. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of money in Hallmark movies. There is. I- it's a big industry. They've been making so they many. They film of a those. lot of them in. They film a lot of them in Ottawa, I think. Really? Oh hell yeah! Don't I fact check that, but I'm pretty sure. Titles of Hallmark movies, like they're so much fun. They're like Cranberry Christmas. That was a real one. <laughs> a Christmas dentist. That was a real one. Um, Christmas dentist. That sounds pretty good. All you need is like Christmas. Like I swear. Dental hygiene and, and love... Christmas in one movie? What more can you want? Well, it's like she's a busy working woman and oh no, she has root canal, but Christmas is in two days. <laughs> and her dentist, when she's put under for the root canal, she goes to the North Pole and her dentist is there and he's 
Santa Claus. This isn't the real movie. Sorry. Oh, this is like, oh that's pretty good. That's so hard. This Let's is get a homework. That was a good idea. That was a good Call idea. Them. Thank you. <laughs> Should we uh, uh, talk Christine Baranski uh, as a Hollywood Chris? Yeah. I know Chris yeah. Crescent. I know. Yeah. Zero. You've never seen well, Mamma you know Mia? No, I've so, seen Mamma Mia, but I just know one. nothing besides Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia is my only point of reference. What, what about, about Adam's Family Values? I have not seen that. What about Bad Mom's Christmas? I have not seen that. Don't like if you quiz me on this, I'm just gonna say no to everything. What about Leonard's mom on the Big Bang Theory? <laughs> oh my god. I haven't seen <laughs> I that. I forgot that was her. <laughs> Yeah, I watched her on The Good Wife. That's where I got. Oh, right, right. Oh. I haven't seen either of those either. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Christine Bransky. I feel like she's in a lot of... I thought you were into film. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was too, but apparently I'm not. I feel like she's in a lot of movie musicals, as Hannah said. Like, she's in Mamma Mia. She's in Chicago. Is the Grinch a musical? Um, there is, I think, music in it. There's like two songs or something. I I swear, Cindy Lou Who sings a song at one point. Oh, yeah, yeah, she she's in Gossip Girl. Cindy she's Lou in Who? Gossip Girl. She's a uh... oh Cindy oh Jen Lil J. Yeah, yeah, Lil J. I thought you were talking about Christine Bransky, and I was like, Me she's too. not. But you know who is? Yeah, Ivanka Trump and Tim Gunn talk to each other in a scene in Gossip Girl in season two or three. You guys, yeah. this is unrelated, but I'm going to plug it. Probably within the next week, me and uh, Broey, Dash, Broey or Maya, I don't know if I, I'm revealing her secret identity, um, have a video on Gossip Girl coming out on her channel. So. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are you talking about the season three, episode 11, the Thanksgiving episode, which is the best episode of Gossip Girl? Um, I'm not talking about it. I do have it. I've we have to I have to like source clips from all these play like different episodes. That is one of them. And so is Ivanka and Jared. Um Yes. At that um, Are you talking about all the cotillions? No. Now you pulled that episode number so fast. Because it's <laughs> the best television <laughs> moment ever. Yeah, it's true. Um yeah, Jason Derulo callback. Anyways, here's Tim Baranski now. Was he in Gossip Girl? No. No, but that but... song, sorry, what, what you, you say, say is playing during the Thanksgiving scene. <laughs> the camera's like swooping around the table and all the Thanks, secrets are being revealed. Yeah, yeah. and then everybody okay. gets up from the table and they're like, I have to go. You're a bad uh, mom. I want to eat pie. Uh, okay. Okay. Your what was it? Your sweet potatoes are dry or like have no flavor. Uh, yeah. What does Eric say? Um. Yeah. Anyway, back to Christine Bransky. I don't. I don't know. If we got much to say on Bransky. Any other actors you want to shout out for Whack Actor Avenue? I want to shout out. Um, the kid in the opening scene that. 
the like I swear like an eight year old kid that Christine Bransky gives an eviction notice to who is just standing on the street. Oh yeah. And she gives him the eviction notice and he looks terrified. She evicts dogs from a freaking basket. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> she is ruthless. I love like the line is like dogs bark and like one dog barks. <laughs> <laughs> I love, also shout out to the town gossip, the the mailman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I thought that was Andy Dick at first, and yeah, I was very a, confused. Yeah, clear Andy Dick type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I loved him. I loved him, and I loved the mistletoe lady. The mistletoe lady who I thought was going to be a main character, but then just wasn't. Right. No, she's just, you know, she's kind of the stand-in for, like, I would say, like, you know, us at home were like, I too want mistletoe, um, and I'm wearing a funny sweater. Anyways. Because yeah. <laughs> she comes back a lot, because then she was in the beauty shop, and she had the mistletoe again, and then Felicity gives her a kiss on the cheek. I was like... Oh, yeah. Also, mm-hmm. the, the two, like, gay-coded characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the voguing? The, who, like, yeah, who were voguing, and who got, like, the one, the, like, black guy got, like, all the one-liners for some reason um which i was like this is kind of weird they also look like they're taken out of like like a jc penny ad that's like look it's the first gay couple in a jc penny ad because they're like perfect in their like cashmere sweaters Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah and then i was watching the crowd scenes and there i saw one person that i could identify as asian <laughs> in the town wow. this has been asian he was, watch he was wearing a red sweater he was in the procession um holding the candles i don't know is that called the procession i don't know much about <laughs> churches and religion not to be vulgar i'm pretty sure there's like a shot of that guy's butthole like he does a giant split and the shot is directly at his butthole <laughs> at the end. It's one of the final shots of the film. I'm sorry. What? It- Wholesome Christmas movie. This this man that Nara's describing in the red sweater does a giant split at the end of the movie. And the angle is directly under his butthole. It's pretty I... much the focal point of the shot. Whoa. I missed it. So basically everybody has to go watch this film now because this... One great I, moment. I might be exaggerating a little, but I just, I thought, I saw that shot and I thought, that's an odd angle to take of that move. <laughs> <laughs> I really love Violet, the Violet. child. Yeah. yeah, I thought she was really, really good. Um, Violet was the bartender? The bartender, yeah. Yeah, yeah she was great. Yeah, she was really good. I also oh, I like the doctor got... that she almost kills. Oh. oh, yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah. Marshall. Oh. <laughs> so many times. And I'm like, where is, like, where does he work? Does he not the work hospital? at the hospital? He's just, like, out walking on the street all the time <laughs> waiting to get hit by a car. Well, everything I assume is in the square. So the hospital must be. Thin. Oh, I also like how many times they're like, we need to get a pediatric neurosurgeon. We need to get the top pediatric <laughs> neurosurgeon because it's just such a mouthful to say. But they say it so many times. <laughs> it's like 
today I was watching a screener um for a movie and the two people were fighting and they just kept saying chicken strips to each other and I was like this is a very heated moment but I can't take it seriously because you keep saying chicken strips. <laughs> hey. Chicken strips are a serious thing. I know they were fighting. They were arguing about the chicken strips, oh, yeah. but it's just chicken like chicken strips. That sounds so good right now. It was just I like in that moment where I'm like, "This is so serious." She really does need a a neurosurgeon that specializes in pediatrics, and they but really like, do need that. But just because it was such a mouthful, it was kind of funny. I mean, in all fairness, like chicken strips and like pediatric <laughs> neurosurgeons are like two very different. Like, oh, in your she eyes, she really maybe. did need that. Yeah, aid. I don't, I don't see how they're that different. No, but it's just like maybe that. In your I, twisted worldview. I do that <laughs> idea of like things that just like sound awkward in like, like it's just like completely normal thing, but you realize how awkward it sounds when it's like in this very serious moment being repeated a lot. You're like, yeah. are the chicken strips breaded? I have no <laughs> idea because they didn't have the chicken strips, which is why they were fighting. What kind of sauce were that did come with came with them? None because they didn't have them. We can't record when Adam gets hungry. Back, that sounds back really when, good. Um, that I, really, in high really school, good. when my friend used to work at the Swiss Chalet close to our school, she used to make me skip class with her just to go get chicken strips from her work, and then Rob, the security guard would get mad at us for coming for, obviously from Swiss chalet back to school in the middle of class. And then he'd be like, did you guys at least get me any like chicken fingers? Um, and that's my story. Did you ever get him chicken didn't. fingers? <laughs> no. Oh, he could have told us beforehand. Fingers. We were already back anyways. But you would have known for the next time. And I think if he got you beforehand, he would have stopped you from going. Mm. Unless yeah. he's easily he used to walk me to gym class when he caught me at all. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, I loved Rob. Great guy. I love Rob too. Did anybody I was just gonna say, did anybody ever find out what a vittle is? Mm. I thought it was fiddle, but Nara claims it said vittle on the subtitles. That's what it said on the subtitles. Yeah, that's what it said on the subtitles. That's why I said vittle off the top. Um, Some sort uh, of okay, vittles is an old-time word for food, which we tend to associate with the rural south. Mm. Okay. What about the rural middle? Does it say anything about that? Uh, all right, let me go back on Google and find out. Vittle Rural Middle. Is that another product of Dolly <laughs> writing the songs that she puts in a word like Vittles? I think probably. She... I think it also just rhymes nicely. If I were Dolly, like I would dedicate a couple songs at least to talking about how I found the vaccine. <laughs> also... Yeah, two years ago, I would write those songs. <laughs> yeah, you. Fun fact about Dolly Parton. So she, you know, the song I Will Always Love You that like is most famously sung by Whitney Houston. Yes. So Dolly wrote and performed that song. And when she recorded it, Elvis was like, give me that song because a woman won't sell that song. Like, it'll be a waste. Like, let me have it. And she said no. And then obviously Whitney years later performed it and it became one of the most popular songs like ever. And then Dolly is probably making a gajillion dollars through royalties that she can 
donate now to vaccines or whatever. <laughs> so fuck you, Elvis. I don't know. I it's a great I love Dolly Parton. Uh, yeah, fuck you, Elvis. Dolly Parton's she's such an interesting like individual. Like I just think like the like the the wig, the makeup, like the way that she writes songs with her nails, like it's just like <laughs> like I love that she played the character of Angel. Yeah, I feel like she was a really, I yeah a really important element for me as a Dolly fan. Yeah. I think I'm not like I like Dolly. I'm not a huge fan, but I think having her. I don't know. I think it's like almost good for this movie to have her associated because like without I don't think as many people would take it seriously like they just be like oh this is a bad movie but then because she's associated and because there's already sort of like a camp element about her performance and about the way she like um presents things and presents herself then people are like see this movie and they're like oh it's actually okay to just enjoy things as like something that's funny and to have fun sometimes like it was nice to watch this and not go in and be like oh this is gonna be bad or i'm gonna like not enjoy this or laugh at it because it's so bad but enjoy it just because like it is meant to be a little bit goofy and it is meant to be like lighthearted sort of thing and like just the sincerity of that yeah yeah because she's someone who's like she'll never go like political like she doesn't take stances on things she's just very much about making everyone happy um and I think is the role of as the angel that's really like clear putting her in that role to play that. But it's interesting because when I think about that character, I think she's evil. I think she... <laughs> <laughs> well, she yeah, if she caused that car crash, she's so evil. I mean, she's like, I'm gonna give you a tumor. <laughs> yeah, the the thing with um, you know Dolly in this movie as the angel, like you know she's not really fully you know putting her all into the job it kind of feels like she's just working nine to five yeah i wasn't expecting i it. can't believe i didn't <laughs> it did have that feel but i felt like that's like the angel it's her job so she like there was that feeling of like hey like get this done okay i'm gonna sing this song to you i don't really want to but like come on <laughs> Also, can I just say the foreshadowing in the first song when Felicity's running around and then she starts dancing and then Dolly Parton's like, aren't you supposed to be on the clock? But then it comes back because she's actually uh, working for Dolly. Wow. This At first deep. I thought she was just like a really like, I don't know, rude person. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what a way to make a living. <laughs> Adam, I swear to God. Barely getting by. Guys, stop it. It's all taking and no giving. Okay. I can. Sam doesn't know the words. I do. Go sing okay. it all right now. Prove it. Uh, yeah, name your five favorite. Five favorite words? <laughs> yeah. I gotta go with nine. I gotta go with five. I got numbers go don't count. Actually, we're talking, we're yeah, talking nine, about words only. Nine and five are numbers. They're not spells. Fair. I gotta go with taken. I gotta go with given. <laughs> I gotta go with all. Mm-hmm. I gotta go with what? And sure. I gotta go with uh, with uh, Jolene. 
If I remember the words correctly. That's a good I don't know if what is actually in there. (laughs) Yeah, of course. What a way to make a living. I like how you didn't say two. Did you think like nine to five is like nine, like the number two and then five? Because you did not say two as far as I can remember. It's just not, it just like if two worked a bit harder, maybe then it would get in the top five. But I mean, if it's just going to just hang between the two, the two numbers, you know, if it was nine two the digit five like it was a pizza place then i'd consider it but then it wouldn't count this is a stupid conversation (laughs) (laughs) i disagree (laughs) i think this is actually a really intelligent conversation hannah i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) speaking of numbers is there more to say Mm. about christmas on the square or do we want to hit up the wackometer. I think just one more actor, uh, Jennifer Lewis. I know she's not in it a lot, but I felt like she worked really hard and did a really good job. Yeah, Which, so I just want to give her a shout. Margeline? She, play? she played um, Margeline. Yeah, I think she did. I think... I think whenever she was on screen, like I was like, I want to watch her because she was... Maybe it's because she was, like, one of the best vocalists in it also. Um, was she the ex-mayor? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was, like, more compelled to watch her in her parts than I was to watch a lot of the other people on screen. Like, Who's the current mayor? I think it's the pastor. Like, it feels like... <laughs> right. He's the pastor and the mayor of the town. Well, he, he could win. win. He could win if he ran. Guy. But who else could it be? The state and church are not separate. <laughs> if it's not him, the mayor is just not there <laughs> for these important events. The mayor was already evicted. Christine Bransky knew. She's like, I have to get rid of the mayor first. Yeah. Also, <laughs> this town to isn't mayor. really run. It's not really run by a mayor. It's run by a millionaire. It doesn't really matter what the mayor does. It's that's kind of the uh, the you know, the take. That's the comment oh. of the movie. That's true. Yes. Right. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But yeah, I, I I actually I mean, I think everyone was pretty solid. It's just hard for like it's not really many uh, characters who really get to do all that much aside from sing a song. Like as characters, they don't really get like. <laughs> emotional arcs That's but you know they're all good like I, I i i generally enjoy all of them i think everyone really like does their best with the material they have a great time and isn't aren't movies just about you know making us feel something and it made me feel joy so That's like, i don't good. know what more you can ask for yeah <laughs> this is like adam at the end of uh, citizen kane <laughs> and that's how I got my wings. <laughs> You're in the clouds. <laughs> <Stop. Yeah. laughs> Wait, was that on purpose? Were the clouds on purpose so you can make that one joke? Uh, well, I'll sound like a genius if I say yes. <laughs> yes. How does? Never mind. What? 
Oh no. Oh, Say it. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I guess never mind. Wait, can I just oh, say Oh, 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 oh. No bell rang when the angel got her wings in this movie. What's up with that, huh? Can we can we talk about that? Well, there no was a joke rang. about like can't you ring a bell? Oh, did they make a joke? Yeah. She was also like yeah. yeah. She was also sitting okay. by a bell tower. There's also mm, a okay. bell that goes off when you walk in and out of Carl's store that like mm, Okay, yeah, you're right. Editor <laughs> cut out what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. It was so stupid. <laughs> Editor, leave that in. Adam said something really genius. <laughs> uh, oh, I just accidentally paused as I said something really smart. Uh, but I'm back now. Huh? <laughs> oh my, that literally was the smartest thing I've ever heard. Editor, look out. Adam is right behind you. <laughs> Wait, editor, don't look in the mirror. Uh, here's you... you. The editing is coming from inside the house. <laughs> oh. This is sorry, so sorry. stupid. Maybe stop being less... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry for derailing this. I'll just... You know, we're recording late at night right now. You know how it is. So <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, back Yeah, we track, didn't even... We, I think we should take a little little trip to... Should we... Actually, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to make this episode go dark. What? <laughs> I was gonna say we never even took a trip to Seb's shame corner to talk about why we're doing this late. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I get a summary corner. It only makes sense. I get a shame corner, and then I'll get two other corners. <laughs> Seb was Seb was supposed to be here a triangle. at the proper time, and then <laughs> wasn't. So we had to push it back, and then I can explain you know, everything. In that time, I watched the movie. I wasn't supposed to be on the episode, but Seb was going to come on later as I was there at the start. We were going to do a switcheroo. But then Seb did make it in time, and then I was like, well, I already watched the movie, so. Okay, cut this out because it's probably not interesting. In <laughs> During COVID, I think of every day of what movie I'm going to watch at the end of the day. And in my mind, I thought this was a TV special for some reason, just from the name. And so I just thought, I'll watch that at some point. And then it got moved off my movie schedule because I thought of it as a TV special and I'll just watch that at some point before the episode. And then I forgot the episode was happening because I didn't watch the movie the day before like I usually do. Damn. Boo this man. That sucks. I know what day it is because I have to do school and I have a job. Oh, oh, interesting. I've heard of those things. Yeah, they suck. I know what day it is because I live Uh with my parents Uh because I'm a deadbeat and they have jobs and so I (laughs) pay attention to when they're not working dad comes down well we know that life is not a fairy tale so it's okay (laughs) (laughs) I tried to do an is it whack joke You know what? Maybe life would be a fairy tale if I was brought up in the back of a bar. Yeah. Or if Dolly Parton gave me a brain tumor. (laughs) Only I was brought up in the back of a bar. Forced to bartend unsupervised while my dad sang at church. I love that. But the other one was was at the back of the bar with internet available. (laughs) I don't know. 
Should we give her a wax scores? Wah. Let's go. I can go first. Um, I think when I first saw the movie, I was like, this is really, really, really whack. <laughs> and then after watching it, like, I think the fact that I keep wanting to watch it, like, I want to watch it again, and I've watched it three times, I don't think it's as whack Whoa. as I thought it was. So, uh, I think I'm going to give it two. A two. Because I really love it, and I think it's a really good movie. And not that good movies can't be whack, but I think it's not whack in the bad or the good way. Somebody else want to go? Well, I, 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 I'll give it a, I'll give it a three point five. I think it's fairly whack. I think it's like. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good time. You know, like I said before, uh, I just want a movie to make me feel something. And I just want a movie to make choices. And this movie does both of those things, you know? It makes me feel joy. And it makes a lot of uh, clear choices. I like that the movie ends with, uh, you know, the characters looking into the camera. And uh, what did he say again? It was just like, basically like... Tells uh, you to try. Yeah, why don't you, you, know, why don't you try? Get out and there you know and try. What? Just get out there into the world and try. Uh, and I just love a movie that does something like that. Anyway, 3.5. Good flick. Really glad I watched it. Uh, yes, 3.5. Woot woot. Um, I can go. I think... <laughs> I think... See, there's, like, really whack things about it. Like, the fact that they are literally in the middle of America. <laughs> and the fact that Dolly Parton... I don't Parton... think they're literally in the middle of America. <laughs> well, I think they are. You've become obsessed with the midpoint of America. And we're worried for you. <laughs> but she walks in to the place and she's like, this is going to become the middle of the middle. You know? Yeah. She says that. Um... I think they are in middle America in all senses of the world, both literally and figuratively, which I think is whack. But also <laughs> it's like there are things that are just not whack because it's a pretty like typical Christmas story. But then it's also whack because Dolly Parton's like, I'm going to give you a brain tumor and I'm also going to give you a child and I'm going to make you get hit by a car. I think I'm, I think I also have to go with like a 3.5. It's a, it's whack, but it's not like the, the wackest. I might echo... Oh, sorry. No, please. <laughs> I might echo uh, Issy's 2.5. Um, uh, I mean, I enjoyed the movie, but I, I don't think... I think it's more the presentation that isn't whack. The actual story is very weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give it a four because I found it whack in story and presentation. I thought the presentation was totally whack. <laughs> Especially that opening scene. And, like, just... Like, it just felt like community theater in, like, my the best ways, like I said before. And, but then also it has the plot line of, like, a soap opera. Um, and <laughs> yeah. there's just... Uh, it's got 
a, gr- a good amount of camp, but just some of the stuff is so weird to me, but like in a good way. Uh, so yeah, I would give it a four, personally. All right. All right. Wackometer numbers are in. It's going to get up and running. Wait, this and is a the- Christmas Wackometer, isn't it? Did that very fast. <laughs> I mean the machine. Um, so the final <laughs> holiday wax score is a 3.1. 3.1 yeah, all around. I think that is a very, yeah. I think that is a fitting whack for this film. That is almost yes. Yes. the middle of. The <laughs> of the I can't do math. I can't. Oh, we should have. We should have figured it out. We should have coordinated in the middle. Well, if we all just gave it a two point five, then it would have worked out. But some of us had to be out here giving it a three point five and a four. So. Hey. Well, I didn't know we were trying to hit the middle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Uh... <laughs> Thank you so much, EC, for being on the podcast. Uh, it was a, a pleasure to have you on. We, As I said off the top, we're very grateful for your support uh, and that you listen every week. It means a lot. So very happy to finally have you on. Uh, definitely would love to have you on again if you, if you yes. ever want to be on again. Uh, we would be very happy with that. I can speak for all of us. And for Funke, who's I say I say yes to. I concur. I don't know what Funke is doing right now. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Funke says yes. Oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> I think I think Funke Great. is watching Christmas on the Square right now, going, "Oh my God, did Dolly Parton just get that little girl in a car crash?" <laughs> <laughs> did Dolly Parton get the little girl in a car crash? Tell us what you think. Send us a letter. <laughs> but yes, thank you, thank you, EC, uh, for being on. Thank you for inviting me. Also, EC, you have, don't you have a film screening soon? Yes. I have um, with Femme Fatale and Rose Colored Theater. They are doing screenings once a month. Um, And my two films that I I created because of Insomniac Film Festival, uh, Black Girl in Search of God and We Get No Love, um, are going to be screening on January 22nd uh, at 8 p.m. or 8.30 around that time but you can get tickets on their web on their websites and instagrams so yeah awesome hell yeah congratulations hell yeah yeah congratulations thank you thank you for giving me the space to be here thank you for helping me make movies (laughs) and thank you yeah so yeah i'm really happy to be here this is thank you for wanting to make great movies with us (laughs) yeah and for honestly like in like your posts and on your stories and everything like every week honestly like motivate us because sometimes it feels like we're talking into the void because you know obviously we do this because we love it but knowing that other people enjoy it too it's a nice validation so thank you so much for your enthusiasm and good night ryan oh Oh, yes yes good night ryan good night ryan I, I uh, asked Ryan if he was going to watch this, and he said maybe if he can get his parents to stop watching Ozark. Okay, let's hope. Good night, Ryan, as this show's live from New York. <laughs> <laughs> Except we always say it near the end. We don't say it right at the start. Uh, and as we're thanking, we should thank Emma Kudlak, 
for the logo. Ian Mills for the music. Go to at Insomniac Fest on Instagram, Insomniac underscore Fest on Twitter, InsomniacFestival.com. Any of those places you can learn more about uh, us. Uh, next week, we're doing our conspiracy oh, movie. Right. Right? We're a, a long lost episode, perhaps. Yeah. Josie and the Pussycats. I also was thinking, I mean, I probably, maybe I'll cut this from the episode, but I was thinking it'd be fun for us to do like a year in review kind of show. We could just talk about our favorites of a bunch of stuff from 2020. Oh my God, like a letterboxed year in review? I don't know, just like something. It might be nice as, uh, you know, just because it's January and it doesn't have to just be like our favorite movies. I feel like we can get fun with it. But it could be kind of like the train episode where we just talk about whatever. Like movies from the podcast or just in general? Everything. I think we just do everything. Yeah, like our favorites of a bunch of different stuff. stuff. We can do the traditional stuff like favorite movies and and TV or whatever. But I think it'd be also fun to just do, you know, whatever. Sure. Yeah, it'd be fun. But I don't know. We we can talk about it. Uh, I think I would just do movies watched in 2020 because I saw like three movies from 2020. <laughs> I think I saw one movie from 2020. Fair enough. Anyway, we can talk about it later. But uh, how does this movie end? Uh, I hope you song. will go out into the world and make a podcast. <laughs> what? Is that it? That, I don't know. <laughs> That was beautiful. That was that was amazing. Okay. Just stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Mom, get out. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs>